Welcome to the Bad Boy Running Podcast, Episode 1, Part 2. My name's Jody. If this is the first episode of Bad Boy Running you're listening to, you may want to go back and make sure you listen to Episode 1, Part 1 first, otherwise this isn't going to make a whole load of sense. From here, we pick up on the discussion between David and I about the worst races we've run. After talking about my experience running the Brighton Marathon with only 90 minutes notice, it's David's turn to elaborate on his worst race experience. So, let's jump right back in. Brighton's my home marathon. I remember the first time I did Brighton, I was, I was scared that it was gonna, it was just going to be a disaster, like, like most things that happen in Brighton. And I remember that one, that started off, uh, that was held up for 15 minutes because someone had parked a car across the route. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But no, that was it. That was my worst race. That was that was really tough. I don't know if I could do that again. It was like a reality check, which is quite good, you know, after that amount of time. So yeah. So less than ninety minutes. If you can get me to do a race in less than ninety minutes, <laughs> warning, that'd be great. <laughs> so what fun. about you? What's your what's your worst race? Well, we should, we should probably confess to the listeners that we were going to do a really bad check at this point. We can do the whole. What's your worst race? Wow, the Qataris—they're a bunch of. <laughs> but then we thought that's I just I, that's the level at which we're pitching. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've actually got a list of of races here. Inuit is that race? In, oh, in uh, the Inuit. I thought if I was going to have to name a race, we probably wouldn't lose that many listeners. I, I can't. Know. I don't know. Maybe we're big in Greenland. But. Lot of running. I can't, I, can't, I can't say anything about Greenland. I have no idea. But uh, anyway, so we didn't go down that route. Though. We didn't. We, we, no. we, avoided, we cleverly avoided it, yet still yeah. referenced it. <laughs> we, still referenced we referenced it. something that we didn't do <laughs> in order... What? We may have missed the joke, but caused the offence. <laughs> yes, that's it. Oh, it's, it's, such a, it's a perfect confluence of, <laughs> of wit and, and offence. None of the benefit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No benefit. All offence. Perfect. <laughs> Next week we're just gonna we're just gonna come on and just defend groups of people without without adding any conversation. So you know, if there's anyone you'd like us to offend, hashtag <laughs> yeah. running, and then hashtag whatever it is it may be. You know? We're gonna we're gonna do a pretty good job without your help. But <laughs> <laughs> so so my worst race is. Well, I'm not I'm not gonna say the name of the race because once you hear just how badly organised it is, I don't think you'd ever trust to attend anything this person touched in the future. Uh, although I haven't, I haven't really thought about how I can describe the race without without it being pretty obvious. What I mean, it, I have to be careful how I how I pitch it. How I how I pitch. Does it go from one major city to another major city? <laughs> <laughs> so if it's a relay race, right? It's a relay race. We'll just say that. Yeah. Okay. And it's the first year of this relay race. My my friend had, as as of all great ideas, he'd been drinking with the Hash House Harris, quite drunk. There was a girl who was quite hot who worked for a charity. So he was then, I'll put on a race for you. Wouldn't raise loads of money for this charity. Obviously getting her email address and her number and, you know, along the way. And then waking up and thinking, oh, wow, I've, I've actually got to do this. So he organized this race and I can't remember how he marketed it or where he marketed it, but we ended up with two teams. So one team was. 12 of the hardest army soldiers I've ever seen who were doing this race as their last group activity before they all shipped out to Afghanistan for the first time. So if you're ever going to have a customer that's not happy with you, that's probably the one where emotionally for knowing that this is their last time together 
and you never, you know, you don't know if they're going to come back, and they're trying to raise money as well. So you want to, but also physically, if these guys are angry with you, you're going to know it. So there's their team, and the other team was the team of twelve ended up being six of us, who were all friends that were peer pressured and and felt guilt tripped into doing it because this other team needed a team to compete against. So we then turned up to this field in London with our... Giving it away. (laughs) Oh, no. That's half of it, isn't it? Oh, no. I don't think you're giving anything away by saying it's in London. (laughs) Can we believe it? We were were in a field somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And um, and we, we started the race. So we were given our maps for for the race which which had the route she had to follow now the person who'd, uh, who'd organized this they'd taken their maps from google maps and the way they cleverly ensured that it had the accuracy necessary was they did a kind of map my run just followed the route all the way from where the start to the end um, which is, remains anonymous remains unmentioned and then they kind of zoomed in on seven to ten mile chunks of Google Maps. And the map you had was, was, I don't know if you can see it, it's, what's that, three inches across. Now, the beauty of Google Maps is it tries to simplify things for you. So if your route goes on a footpath and it's next to a B road and an A road, when you zoom out, it first loses the B road because that's less relevant. And then at some point it might lose the A road. So you're left with your route and any road that's big enough at the scale. And on those seven miles, we were turning left after maybe two miles. But that's all we knew. We didn't know if there were buildings along the way. We didn't know if that left was a footpath, was a road, was a motorway, was an underpass. And so we started off with our six. And I did the first leg because our group was a group of hash house harriers. So not, you know, not not the fittest runners, you'd say. And so I thought, I'll get us off to a good start. And the idea was, I, of the 12 legs, or how many it was meant to be, I can't remember, I'd end up doing as many as possible if we needed. So the army get lost on the first leg and are furious because they're in it to win it. Yeah. And I'd, I'd put in the fastest leg I could, mainly just, you know, for my, my own ego to cheer the crowd up. Um, so we come in and the army are furious. This guy's gone wrong somewhere so we carry on going and it takes the army about five or six legs to catch up and you drop your runner off you, you jump in the cars you then go to the next checkpoint it's pretty it's pretty good fun actually but then we came to the night stages and this is where the trouble really began because we had phones with us but along the route we were in areas where there was no phone reception and when your phone back in those days didn't have reception you would just desperately try and find a signal repeatedly which burnt your battery down at a huge rate. So within about seven, eight hours, none of us had any phones. But thankfully, we had these uh, walkie-talkies with a range of about half a mile. (laughs) So you'd send your runner off, and you knew you were meeting them in seven to ten miles. So they then had this map, which was frankly useless, and they'd go up onto a hill, and they'd be running thinking, right, the next two and a half miles... I'm turning left. But their walkie-talkie didn't work. They had no phone. And so if they were lost, they didn't know where they were. 
because it'd be too hard to identify on the map because there's no details like trees or forests or buildings or they didn't know where they were going on the map they had no way of contacting us we had no way of contacting them so this poor girl who because we didn't have enough runners the organizer had put all these emails out to the london running clubs and this poor girl who was wonderful but a kind of classic timid runner um quite quiet not that confident runner but thought she'd come along to meet some people not realizing that we were just brash awful awful people so (laughs) She was on this hill and she ended up getting completely lost, finding a farmer and just going, look, where am I? He couldn't tell where he was on the map and he couldn't tell really where we were going. So it took about three hours to eventually find us. This is all in the middle of the night. And by this stage, I mean, thankfully, the army had smashed out and and finished, but had almost got into a punch up with the organiser at the halfway point. Because they were so angry at how lost they got, especially as they were there being judged on their navigation skills, because that's what they're really good at. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up coming in, I think, in about, well, there's, there's this one point where we had it out with him a little bit, because I don't think he sensed how angry we were. Right. You know, when you're tired and, quite frankly, bored and you're wet, and all you want to do is get it over and done with, but you can't because. You've got your leg to do, and you don't know where you're going. So I ended up, um, I, I was, I was running with rage. Yeah. So I ended up tearing down this uh, this route. Ended up having to crawl through the swamp over barbed wire because I just didn't know where I was going. I just thought I've just got to head to the beach and turn right. It's the only way to do it. So I then turn up there. My my vans hadn't arrived because I, I did quicker than they expected. I was bleeding everywhere. Kitty, one of my best friends, is having an emotional breakdown because her sister's lost at this stage as well. Just driving around. I was almost at the city there. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in terms of experiences, we, we kind of finished in, I don't know, 27 hours. We'd had such a miserable time. I'd ended up running hardly anything. I think I'd run 30 miles, which is quite a lot. But over the course of a whole 24-hour race. Yeah. It's not really, no, none of the legs are fast, none of them are challenging. But then at the end of it, he was so excited. It's like, how amazing was that? He's, one of the, he's, he's such a salesperson. He doesn't understand that he sold himself an idea. Then for the remainder of the night, it was just him telling us how incredible next year was going to be and how he's going to do this, he's going to do that. It, t- it turned out that he hadn't checked any of the route ever. He'd taken three weeks, the three weeks in the build-up as a holiday in Brazil and asked poor Kitty, who was on our team, to do all this work, which is what, and so that's why half the maps didn't even make sense, because the paths weren't even there anymore, or they'd been closed, or there was building work, so every year he keeps on asking me to enter this race, and saying, oh, you love it now, it's changed, because he knows that, well, for a while I was with Accenture, so he could get the corporates on board, he knows that I was ahead of the hash for a while, he knows that I'm on peace side. And so I know he knows that if I oh, get on... Oh, board, yeah, those were the other things that you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it'll all come out over the next few episodes. But, um, yeah, he, he knows that if I, can, if I get teams in, the chances are I can bring like five, six, seven, ten teams. But I just... You I will not subject people to that again. Well, I don't, I don't want to risk my friendship. You have I, a responsibility. to keep people away from that i mean you're actually neglecting your responsibility by actually saying the race because there could be good people listening to this but the thing is it could be a really good race now and it seems like they've got quite a critique doing it and yeah the thing is badly organized races aren't just you know the domain of of 
you know, one or two men bands organising things, you know, big brands that yeah. mess races up. It's, By the way, it's... just because it's called Bad Boy Running doesn't mean that girls can't get involved. It's, That's true. Yeah, I don't, this, I isn't, we're not, this isn't sexist. We should have said that at the beginning. We should have said that at the beginning. If yeah. you're watching this on the 150th episode, you'll know by now. <laughs> you'll know that we are all about the ladies. <laughs> We're possibly not in that way. <laughs> all about the lady. Yeah. On the 150th like episode, that sort of language will have been banned by then. It will. It will. Maybe we'll do a disclaimer at the top of the programme saying, oh, we've forgotten to say... Ladies, in this ladies. <laughs> it's all part of the deconstruction of the podcast. So, okay, so what we want to do is I want you to tell us what your worst races are. So if you hashtag bad boy running and we'll look out for them and uh, let us know what your worst races are and why. But there's got to be legitimate reasons as well why they're a bad race. Not just because, oh, I, I, missed a, I missed a PB or something like that. It's got to, we want disaster. Disaster, yeah. drama, turmoil. <laughs> 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 and, and, and if there's the normal build up for a race for me <laughs> yeah if, if there's good the, the good stories will ask them to like direct mail us the the full story and can read them out yeah. for everyone to, to, to hear yeah because awesome. there's going to be some disasters out there oh boy there's going to yeah. be some huge disasters I, sure. don't, I don't have the monopoly on that fortunately yeah 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 See, this is the end section of the show we've you know every week we obviously get a lot of letters in from facts so I thought I'd read out the letters that have come in Jamie <laughs> Soon as this is the first episode, how have we got any letters? And who uses the terms letters? <laughs> <laughs> letters. Yes, we've 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 received vellum with. Uh, <laughs> it's because of it's because I watched. Doctor Johnson Friday. has written on. This was TFI Friday again. It's oh, on... okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Sorry. So we've had some emails in already during during this podcast. Yeah, so would you like me to read them out to you, Jamie? <laughs> yes, go on. Read out these perfectly legitimate and real. <laughs> so, dear David and Jamie, did you see they, they actually used my name first? There? Okay, okay. Yeah, um, do, how do you feel about that? Uh, I'm not sure. We're going to have to work on that. We're going to have to work on that. Okay, okay. So, I mean, DJ or JD? JD sounds things. better. JD sounds much better. JD sounds, <laughs> I mean, you are a fan of JD, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so dear David and Jamie I've been a fan of the show for some time now. <laughs> since the 150th episode <laughs> since I travelled back that's right that's right and I've got some constructive criticism for you Ooh. I mean that's, a, that's a controversial good. opener but... it is it is I mean but they said they're a fan so okay. hopefully okay. it's from the that's right good. place that's good I'm always prepared to listen to our huge fan base but they they, they formed it looks like they formed this feedback in the form of a question okay Jody, where do you get your haircut? <laughs> I'd like to point out that I get my haircut in the same place as the Brighton Pavilion MP Caroline Lucas. Isn't she the Green MP? So she she is the Green MP. Yeah. Yes. So I'd imagine she'd probably have somewhere that saves on everything. It does save on everything. Um, but it still charges you £70 per haircut. <laughs> in fact, actually, it's carbon this, neutral. In, in fact, it looks like the the criticisms are just a form of questions about where do you buy your clothes, <laughs> where where did you buy that sofa? I mean, yeah, it's, who, it's not. Who who? What's the name of this this fan? <laughs> <laughs> From David. <laughs> I, right. I don't know who it could be. Yeah, I've no idea. Very informed chat. <laughs> well, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully the letters will get better. <laughs> I mean, the quality is going to substantially improve. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, this is going to be the shortest. But we're never going to make it to episode 150. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't unless think we skip, be... we skip episode one to 150, and then just 
That would be the bad thing to do. It's like Quantum Leap. We could be like the Quantum Leap of of podcasts, going back and forth, inhabiting other people's bodies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so this is the point. Are we going to have an email address? Have we got an email address? No, no, not yet. <laughs> we haven't got one. We're not going to have one. <laughs> we, are, we will have one. Yeah, let's. We will have one. We will have one, which will come up with next week. Ads. That's a really good point. One of us should have worked that out ahead of the show. <laughs> that bad boy running at Gmail. We can't just make it up. You've got to find it. You've got to. You've got to secure it first. Well, what are the odds that someone else is going to have bad boy running at gmail.com? <laughs> it's a weird. It's a weird risk to take. <laughs> let's go with it let's go with it Everyone email badboyrunning at gmail.com and see what happens yeah and, and if it's not us well then we need that person to know we want it yeah so, so email badboyrunning at gmail.com and say please let David and Jody have your address in fact no no we need to come up with a, a message that people need to send to freak badboyrunning out it needs to be like badboyrunning at gmail.com I love the podcast you are gorgeous that's Meet it. me That's it. fighting pavilion nine o'clock. <laughs> yeah. That work? No, that work. That perfectly. But in the meantime, if you can't, if you don't want to randomly email a stranger on an address we know, don't know whether it exists or not, best thing to do would be to well send us a send us a message or uh, what's your, what's your Twitter handle again? At David Hellard. Well, no, let's let's drive it to Bad Boy Running. Bad Boy Running. What hashtag Bad Boy Running? Hashtag bad, bad boy running. All right, yeah. go for it. We'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it and then let us know your worst races and we'll, we'll feature some next week. And then if, you, if you've got any questions to us or any ideas for the show, probably that one is. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, we, we, have, <laughs> we have enough ideas for two podcasts. <laughs> okay, we need to oh, we've talk. Just, we've used both of them in this idea. one. <laughs> so, so yeah, any feedback, any letters, any general themes and then your worst race experience to bad boy running. That'd yeah, be great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay, so that's the end of it. Like we said, we didn't want a long podcast. Well, <laughs> an hour. Are we really? <laughs> no, I'm actually going to be on a date. Oh, God, I'm going to be on a date. About- oh. Amazing. Um, Amazing. apologise to, to Aline? Wow. Okay, I'm going to have to do some... Anyway, so, no, I won't say <laughs> Let's say goodbye. <laughs> so the best ending to a podcast ever. <laughs> An update next week on what? Yeah, that's it. There's the cliffhanger. It's like a telenovela. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I really liked it as well. Oh god, that's this really brilliant. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jody. No, thanks, David. How do we end it? Do we we end go. It? What happens next? What happens next? What Stay happens- tuned to next week to find out what happens. What the hot date? <laughs>